Log Talk Radio. They said you wouldn't make it so far. And ever since they said it, it's been hard. But never mind the night you had to cry. Cause you had never let it go inside. You worked through hard. You know exactly what you want and need. So believe. And you can never give up. Hello and welcome. You are listening to Get Into It with Tina Conroy. I am your host on Blog Talk Radio. The phone line will be open. That number is 516-387-1936. Also, the chat room is open. And to go to the chat, go to blogtalkradio.com, Get Into It with Tina Conroy, and you can chat as well. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today is the very last day of September. Hard to believe. Time is going so fast. September 30th. I hope all of you are well. We are moving and have moved into a fantastic, amazing, vibrational time. We, of course, are in Mercury retrograde, but most of you know. We, I spoke about that last week on the show. And then did you all see that amazing lunar eclipse? It truly was amazing. I was so I'm always, always taken back by just the most amazing natural forces. I was able to actually watch it from beginning to end and had some clear skies to actually see the clear full moon into the most beautiful lunar eclipse and the red, the red tone. A lot of vibration, a lot of energy. This past weekend, I had the privilege of doing readings at One Love Long Island on Saturday, and it was a beautiful event a fundraiser for human trafficking, a very harsh and difficult topic, but really something that we don't hear about a lot here in the States, but it does happen in the States and, of course, abroad. So I was able to meet different people. There was a yoga festival going on. The angels came out in full force with guidance and readings and to give back, to give back to community, give back to all parts of the world that are going through this suffering. I am so excited. Um, my switchboard is lighting up, so I hope we can get to some of you. There is many, many people that have been waiting over 18 minutes or so. And so let's just center before I bring my very special guest on. So if you can, go ahead and close your eyes. Take a nice, long, deep breath in. Exhale away. And notice that exhale of releasing, letting go as we clear our space and clear our energy field. Blessing each and every one on this call today, listening live and listening later on the archives. I call upon spirit, spirit guides, the archangels and the angels. We surround us with Archangel Michael. We are surround us with Archangel Raphael. And may all your intentions, your blessings, be heard, and be supported. And I call this always for the highest good, and so it is. Amen. Glenn Klausner, a nationally and internationally renowned psychic medium, resides in New York City. For 20 years, he has been reuniting thousands of people from all around the world with their loved ones who have transitioned into the spirit world. He has exhibited intuitive abilities with communicating to spirits at the age of four, by making predictions and relaying messages from spirits for family and for friends. As a teenager, he furthered explored these abilities through communications with the spirit world. By the early 1990s, he began conducting readings for a growing and steady clientele worldwide. In addition to communicating with departed loved ones, humans, and pets, Glenn communicates messages from angels for everyday life and guidance. He is available for readings, seminars, media appearances, and consultations to assist families with intuitive children. Glenn has been featured since 2002 as a tested, legitimate medium on Bob Olson's website, 
bestpsychicmediums.com. And also, just another little high note, yesterday was Archangel St. Michael's Day. So, beautiful day to bring Glenn on. So, I'll bring Glenn on. Hi, Glenn. Hi, Tina. It's great to be here. Oh, it's great to have you here. Well, thank you. And I have to say that opening bid that you did with sending the blessings to everybody who's listening and currently listening as well as the people who are archives. I mean, I've done a lot of radio shows in my in my life and in my career, including having my own shows. And yours was totally the best I've ever heard as an opening. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much. And I know we've done, we've, we talked a little bit. You've done radio yourself, and we'll share that with the listeners. And thank you so much for that. I Right before I come on the show, I really do just send out that blessing and intention that all will be supportive, so whoever's listening and, and you and I, to send that message. So thank you very much. Appreciate it. Well, you're very welcome. Yeah. So I know we were able to chat a couple days ago, and we had a fantastic conversation, and just want to kind of continue that today. I have to tell you that my switchboard, I think, is is full. Um, I don't think Block Talk Radio is allowing anybody else in, so you guys be patient, but there are some people that have been holding 21, 22 minutes at this point. Um, so excited uh, to hear from you and, and talk in this conversation. So maybe we'll just talk a little bit and would love to share with the listeners a little bit of who you are if they don't know you and um, maybe a fun fact and, and just, you know, open it up to when we feel comfortable to see what's going on. Sure. Well, I mean, you pretty much summed a lot of it up in the bio that you had read about me. It's on my website. And, yeah, I've been doing readings for uh, 20 years now, professionally, a little bit longer than that. I mean, I was reading for friends even before that, but professionally, it's been 20 years. And worldwide with people all over the world and people from just all, you know, I, I know you could say it sounds like a general statement, like all walks of life, but I don't see it that way. I just see all people, you know, the same and that sensibility. And it's not about status or anything like that. It's just people, you know, the connection of people. So it's a really wonderful thing to and I'm so honored to to still be doing readings for people and connecting with people's loved ones. And I find that really the the spirits are really the people I, or the beings I truly acknowledge as well, because without them I couldn't relay messages back to physically living people. So it's a really wonderful thing. And it's great to get this different perspective from spirits now that they've left their physical body. They're not holding on to ego. They're not thinking all the human terminologies of things, and they're getting it from pure positive energy, from pure spirit side of life, and with pure unconditional love. So it's really wonderful to hear these things. And that was one of the things, you know, talking about sharing something, like a little fun fact. My dad was one of the biggest skeptics I've ever met besides Bob Olson, whose site I'm featured in. And I've met a lot of skeptics in my life, but those two definitely top the list, and my dad being one of them. And now my, both my parents have transitioned. So my dad, he passed a little over two years ago. And in the final conversation I had with him a week before he transitioned, because my dad would never ask me about my job, never. He'd ask me, like, if I'm busy or if I'm doing radio, you know, things of that nature. But he would never take an interest of, like, what it was like talking to spirits. And the minute my dad said to me, What's it like talking to spirits? I knew he was going to transition because he would never ask me that question before. So, and I said to him, I told him what it was like and how they, that's a pure, beautiful feeling and blissful feeling that I get from these spirits who didn't even know me personally. And he was like, do they ever lie to him? Like, it would, no, not at all. It would defeat the purpose. I mean, I can misinterpret something. So if, was, if somebody's mom's name was, let's say, Randy, and I heard it as Sandy, or like let's say it was somebody's name was really Andy, and I heard it as Randy. That's where I can misinterpret something because of the sound of the vibration. But other than that, the spirits never lie to me. It would really defeat the purpose to the client. So it's um, really just a remarkable thing, and I'm still always in awe and always learning from spirits things that I don't know. You know, especially when they show me signs, and I have to interpret it in a way I can relate to it, and or using sometimes words that I would never even use in my own regular vocabulary. So those are the things that are always still fascinating to me to this day. I'm still always intrigued with the whole process of spirit communication, 
But I'm really like when you were talking about the the lunar moon the other day, the lunar eclipse and the full moon. I mean, that to me is intriguing. That that thing is sitting out in the universe, and if you really want to get even expansive, so are we, because we're on this planet, on this round ball, spinning at over a thousand miles an hour out in space in the middle of nowhere, and that in itself is truly, truly incredible. It, you know, it is, and I. It's so funny because people say the moon and all these things, but I when I. It just always takes me back. It's like I know exactly what it's very awe-inspiring because here we are looking up and we're just part of this amazing consciousness and this vibration and this is going on and to actually witness it and, you know, especially something like that, the lunar eclipse and the moon having that color of red. and But it's that feeling as we both know as we talk to spirit and connect with spirit and, and work with people that that connection is so great and it's it's amazing. I, I I know how you feel, that passion, I can hear it in your voice of helping other people and healing. And a lot of it is just such a healing when they walk away and you've given them validation. You the spirit has spoken and given them some hope and some you know, a lot of it's just I want to hear something. I want validation. Are they there? And what a beautiful thing for them to for people to have that. Yeah, I mean, there's also another flip to that, too, because, you know, I can't, just like any medium will tell you this, or most mediums may tell you this, that we can't puppet a spirit to say something that your ears want to hear. And we don't do it with people on earth. I don't know why people assume to do this with deceased people. Because if your mom didn't say Snickers, and you're expecting her to say Snickers, but she tells you that you just adopted a dog yesterday, and you're like, well, there's no way he can know that. That's what I really look for validation, not to what sometimes what a client's ears want to hear for that. I mean, I went through this experience myself when my mom transitioned. My mom told the medium something that I would have never imagined my, my mom would have told, but it was very valid. And I certainly didn't expect my mom to say certain things either because I know how spirits work. They don't necessarily do what you want them to do. They didn't do it on Earth and don't expect them to do it when they're not on Earth. But I think the thing is if you get something – you know, like let's say somebody's mom comes through and the mom talks about, again, you adopted a dog yesterday, and they see that, but you're really holding on. They didn't call you, they didn't acknowledge that they used to call you Snickers or buy you Snickers, and you wait, let that really get to you, then you should not have a reading with a medium because you have to realize that spirits are really the ones running the show, not you, and um, and neither is the medium. So we, the medium just has really is just the, the facilitate in the middle to hear the messages. And the one thing, though, most of the time, um, from my experience of doing readings, clients walk away feeling very uh, peace. And that's the part, a great part of my job that I look to obtain in doing readings with people, that they feel that sense of peace and they feel like, yeah, okay, there's still something else out there, you know, after we leave the body. And at the same time, I have I know that there are clients, especially people who've lost their children or spouses or parents or any relationship, that when the reading comes to a close, whether I'm doing a half-hour session or an hour session, a client can actually feel depressed after the fact because and this is a good message for even mediums who are maybe listening to this because the no matter what, you know, when you love people that have transitioned, you, there's that part that you're always going to miss these people that you love. And even if it's a pet, same thing, you know, dog, cat, whatever it is. And so sometimes clients can feel like, wow, I just had this 60 minutes of this pure, pure happy feeling and now the reading's over, and I've got to go back to my life, you know, mm, so to speak. Right. And and the thing is that if you can take the love that you've experienced, not only in that reading, but the love that you've experienced with the person while they were here, as you know, that doesn't always work out that way, Tina, because there are people who've had very fragmented relationships. You know, they've had very dysfunctional relationships with people, or very abusive relationships. And even when those spirits come through, they're not going to harm somebody. Somebody just brought this up to me yesterday. Do spirits haunt houses because of those reality shows talk about this? And, mm-hmm. and I'm like, they have no need to haunt houses. Actually, I see a lot, I've seen a lot more people being physical in a body being haunted by themselves in life than the deceased and have no need to haunt places. It's the living people that tend to be haunting themselves and haunting others. So, and that's, that sounds it's judgmental, but I know it's, to my viewing, it's the way I see it. So it's, I think, the thing for people when they have reading is that go into it, you know, very open-hearted and open-minded. If you go there expecting to hear that mom's going to talk about those Snickers again, you might be very disappointed and not get that message. Right. No, I, I completely get that. I see that a lot with my clients when they come in with an expectation. They want 
a certain person or a certain message, and it really blocks the energy. It blocks the flow, and, you know, they're just hanging on to that, I don't know, the name or this particular whatever situation. And the the best communication is keeping spirit open and no expectation, right? And I'm sure you've had many, many, I mean, you've done so many hundreds and hundreds of readings where if they come in with this, like, anxiousness, it's almost like, you know, I want to have, I want this answer. I want this answer. You've got it, you know, this particular person has to has to come through you know interestingly enough at this one love it was very small quick readings and and so it rarely happens to me I mean I do get deceased loved ones that come through and I was with someone and right away I got this name and I said Teresa is your grandmother on the other side and she said oh my gosh yes and she said but I wasn't very close to her why is she coming through <laughs> and, and it was like, but I was like okay, I got, you know, this is her name. I know she was on your mother's side. She clearly is here. And she was so baffled because she said, why did she come through if I wasn't close with her? And this is the stuff that happened. Well, absolutely. I mean, even when I was a little boy, the first spirit that I started to dialogue with was my mom's dad who transitioned three years before I was born. And, And a little girl who would have been my little sister who didn't come through. So, you know, it's like saying it's it, my probably one of my favorite readings was reading for this woman and her mother-in-law and father-in-law came through. And she, the woman was actually sitting in front of me, and she validated with them. And I put my hand up to stop her because the spirit, those two spirits, had told me we didn't know her on earth. You know, she married our son after we had transitioned. And I says, I know what you're. You know, they said that you didn't know them. She, you married your son before you. Uh, you know, after they had passed, and she says, yeah, how do they know who I am? I'm, I'm laughing. I go, first of all, you're married to their son. Secondly, how do you think they know who I am? You think that if your own mother and father who never met me in spirit were dialoguing with me, how would they know me? So what's the difference between them and your mother-in-law and father-in-law? Nothing. Just right. a relationship. So that's like always the comical thing to me when somebody goes, but I didn't know my grandmother that well. How do they know who I am? I'm like, well, your parent is their child. I mean, it's not rocket science. Mm-hmm. So it's a very – I always have the humor. You know, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a medium with a sense of humor, and I find things like that very humorous to me because it's kind of like I can understand – I've dialogued with, even with spirits who are – one in particular more of lately who is a very well-known person on Earth. I never knew him personally. One of the people he's worked with in the film is a neighbor of mine, but other than that, I've never met the guy particularly, but he seems to have a fond liking to talking to me, and I'm pretty open to talking to him and listen to what he has to say. Oh, that's very cool. That's very cool. Yeah. So, you know, it's going, I mean, I have seen this man's work, embodiment of his work when he was physically here, but to go, but I didn't know him personally. Why would he want to talk to me? Is it's sort of like the same thing, the people that are praying to Jesus or Mother Mary, two individuals who've lived 2,000 years ago that no one's ever personally met in this existence, yet they talk to them. So it's right. the same sort of, I have that kind of just humor about it, going, okay, you're talking to a guy that you didn't personally know, yet you're questionable why the grandmother, who's your blood relative, is talking to you. So it's right. kind of a funny thing. It is. So when you, I know I read your bio and you said around age four, so this is when you felt your abilities kind of started? Excuse me. I felt it started there, but once I got to about like nine and ten, uh, where my paternal grandparents had passed within months of each other, that's when it really started to kick in. And then once I got into my teen years, it, with the last of my grandparents who passed, uh, it, it opened up even further. And then when a friend of mine, she, when she had passed away, that's when it, it, in the same sort of timeline, it really even just really fully opened and embraced. I mean, I had no desire to do readings for people, even as a teenager. Even though I sometimes would pick up things for friends, like when we'd go out and, you know, friends of mine would ask about some girl, and I would tune into it. Because uh, there were certain friends I shared it with. But my whole thing was like, I early on, my whole thing of what I saw myself doing in my life was being a musician. And I still accomplished that, too. So that was always that vision, you know, that I wanted to be. But once... Uh, the the whole medium thing when it really was coming on strong and people kept saying you should do this you know you really should do this and and I was myself looking for what what I really could do and I knew, always knew I wanted to do something that was positive for people healing and I also have done that with through my music with my songs lyrically so I always felt that I wanted to do something that was going to be of a positive for people in the world and something you know that can inspire people and that's um, and I feel I've accomplished that. And still accomplishing it. 
Right. And that was just your, so the message, were you concerned or just scared to do readings? Because I know that could be a big thing, too, just kind of embracing this work. You know, the funny thing, Tina, when I decided to do it, and I remember saying to my mom, I had, uh, I was living, I, was, I remember I, was, I said to her that this is what I was going to do. I was like so committed. I had no second guessing at that point. Once I made that decision, this is what I was going to do, it, it happened. It all came together really quickly, actually, and it started to grow, and my clientele started to grow, and media stuff started to grow for me. So when I was not sure what to do, that's when, of course, you know, it doesn't work. But once I made that decision, it's like anything. It's like when you meet your spouse or something, and you just know in your heart that that's going to be the person you're going to marry. You don't have a doubt about it. You're not calling psychics and asking them what they think if you're going to marry that person. And you're not asking everybody with their opinion either, and you just know it in your heart. It's the same way. But early on, I really, like I said, I my desire was really to be a, a, a musician and to make that into a career. So, But I, I have no regret doing what I do. I mean, I'm very very, very appreciative to do it and honored to do it. Right, and you already are an accomplished musician, and I do have a clip that I will play later on, uh, the clip that you sent me, um, your music, So, which I don't know a lot of people know about that. Do you want to share a little bit about that? Because most people are probably just know you by this name and what you do. Yeah, I use my rap opera name. If I'm just kidding. <laughs> Some people go, what's your music like? I'm like, it's mom pop rock. And the funny thing is, well, so my first name, Glenn, is really my name. And so for my music, I use the last name Kid, K-I-D-D. And I've been using that since I'm 14 because when I was first playing in a band, you know, when I was a kid, people would always go, hey, kid, like especially the older guys in the neighborhood. But when I got into my very first band, I was in high school. And the other guys that I played with in that band, they all used their real names. And to me, I was coming from a world of, you know, people like David Bowie and Mark Bowen and Billy Idol and all these people that used, you know, different names and uh, last names anyway that that were different. And so I – and then Ringo Starr, of course, the Beatles. And so I just thought, well, Klausner's not going to sound right to make – be a singer and songwriter <laughs> guitar player. I'm like, i got to be something else. And then I thought, kid. And I also used it for two reasons. One, because it kept – people would say that to me all the time. But it was more about always me remembering the inner child within me. And so even when I wrote my song, Safe to Smile, I have a lyric that says – if we just let our inner child out to sing and play because it's safe to smile. So that's sort of a, a reminder to myself, too, that lyric about bringing the inner kid out. And so my music really is kind of like pop rock, but I also came up with this thing like mom pop rock. I think that's kind of funny. I kind of coined it that way because it works appropriately to that last name, kid, with two Ds, and mom pop rock. It does sound kind of humorous. So what exactly is mom rock? I have no idea, but it fits <laughs> in the genre of... You know, pop rock music, all my influences from people of the 50s like Elvis and doo-wop and Motown and the Beatles to people like Billy Idol. And so that's kind of what the music, I mean, I, I, don't, I can't really classify what it is, but I can tell you it's not rock, rap opera as I made uh, the joke about right, it. Right, and right. So. Awesome. So do you want to take some calls, Glenn? Do you want me to look at the switchboard or is there anything else you want to share before I kind of open stuff up? Sure. I mean, if there's anything else you want to ask, go ahead. Otherwise, we can take a call. I think we're good. I have lots of people holding. So, okay, guys, so a lot of you have been holding. If I do see a question mark, that means that you would like me to pick you up. So I only see your number. So the last four digits. And, three, and, and just can I, oh, go ahead, can I say go this? Yes, to, the, to, each caller, to each caller that wants to know something, please do not ask what do you – like, don't ask me – who's around me, because that's going to open a Pandora's box with a lot of spirits. So if you want to, especially on radio, it's easier for, much easier for me than when I do a private consultation. Much easier for me to either let me flow the way I flow or be specific with something. Just don't go, who's around me? Who do you see around me? What are those kinds of questions? Or what else is there to tell me? Or do, are they talking about Zachary when they're not talking about Zachary? It's best that you don't do that. And I'm, I'm sorry to say that, but I have to because... No, I think that's I'll, great. I think it's good to have the, you know, have an idea and a game plan because... On the radio, we could go. There's a lot of energies coming through. A lot. And and I want to be able to give clear, concise messages to those who are calling, who I'm connecting with at that moment, instead of going, what? <laughs> you know, so it would be easier. Okay. All right. So hopefully you guys all heard that. And the last four digits, 3885. I'm going to get you on the air. Hello? Hello. Hi. Who am I speaking with? Hi, this is Terry. Hi, Tina. Hi, Glenn. Hi, Hi, Terry. Hi, Terry. Hi, Terry. 
Hi, what a beautiful uh, image of us floating out there in the universe, right? Rotating. That was great. I loved it. <laughs> it's true, though, right? <laughs> it is true, and it really just gives a good image, yes. And the Earth does look really beautiful from out of space. Yeah, and we're just a small being going with that rotational pull, aren't we? <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. You know, I, can I just start something with you that I got? You know, I really get this. If you remember this, you know, I can relate a lot with music as you're short. I'm sure you heard me talking about music. So one of the things, you know, there was a very famous song from the, I guess it was late 50s, early 60s. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Uh-huh. All right, you sound like you were jogging across America. And, um, Actually, I was hiking. I was hiking, <laughs> so I was able to tune in today. I'm going to, right. uh, let's see, I'll come off the speaker. How about that? Okay, so you know there's this this very well-known song called Chapel of Love, where it goes, you know, going to get married, that's Chapel of Love. There is a really big feeling, a definite big celebration, like I don't know if you're going to somebody's wedding or you're yourself planning a wedding, but there is definitely a wedding energy all around you. <laughs> okay, I would love it to be mine, but actually my daughter. It's, My daughter's going to Vegas this weekend. <laughs> no, that's well. Even though there are people who do elope, I'm not getting that impression. But no, I do she's get. Not eloping. I am joking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I do get there's a gentleman with a mustache, brown haired, brown mustache around you. He was kind of mid sized man, mid framed. He actually looks kind of mid age when he had passed. He's not very old, but he's not a child either. He's an adult, but he looks kind of middle age. Like he I would say he's at the time of passing he would be a contemporary to you. In other words he'd be a similar age to what you are today. So he may have been that age, you know, even if it was twenty years ago, but he looks similar age grouping to you. But I got him kind of giving me that feeling of like this real celebratory thing about happy and really feeling alive and and uh, there's an Aries Zodiac sign person uh, which Aries people born late March through April that is going to have real significance for you. It's a female and I get mother energy about her. She's very mothering. You know, for all I know, this could be the next mother-in-law you have. I have, even if she's deceased, and the husband tells you, oh, yeah, you know, my mom was born on April Fool's Day. Well, there's the Aries. And, uh, but there's extreme, I feel like extreme, a lot of, a lot of things that are over the next two years, and I, I only go where spirits take me as far as predictions of, like, the future, because I try to keep always in the present you know, as much as I can. But what looks like... Over these next two years, you really do have a lot of, like, I mean, talk about it. I would not be surprised if you really do get married because I just keep getting this feeling of a lot of happy, I'm going to use the word, one of my favorite words, serendipity. There's a lot of serendipity happening around you, a lot of it. And um, I like that word. Yeah, it's a great word. It's one of my favorite words, one of my favorite movies, too. And it's it just, I feel it really strongly with you. So that was one of the messages that I have. And there's a person that's around you that actually had passed from, I believe, a brain aneurysm, because I'm kind of getting coming up. It's a, it seems like it's a female that came up in her lungs and went right into her, to her head, because uh, I can get the beta blockers going on in Catherine. her head, the oxygen. <laughs> huh? Catherine. I don't know what her name is, but I definitely know she's a woman. And she she I hear her saying light my fire like the Doors song. She's going, Baby, you can light my fire. <laughs> she was a very kinda like, you know, she'll lift you up. And she even used the it's funny, she you know so I love when spirits use music because it's so easy for me to relate to. But she used that Joe Cocker and Jennifer Warren song, um off from that the lift us up where we belong. And so she showed me like you being on one of those big swings like a child. And like you're, it's happy. It's the happy home, the happy marriage, the happy family. That all these wonderful things that are taking place over the next two, even three years of your life. That doesn't mean your life ends after that. It's just she took me that far. She said, but she wants you to know that she is the she is like buzzing around your ear. So if you hear sometimes like around your ear, it's her. She's a busy bee. That woman can't sit. That woman cannot sit still. She's busy. She helped me. Yes, she did. You know, I've got to be. If I'm not cooking, I got to be cleaning, and if I'm not cleaning, I got to be doing something else. And that's that's I feel like her energy, and she loves you so much, and I'm really proud of you. And by the way, that man that I described that was like kind of middle, uh, like contemporary to you, the man with the mustache, and he's kind of a, a um, mid height man. You know, for all I know, he actually might be related to the guy that I keep getting the wedding thing with you about because. 
He's quiet. He's not doing the talking to me. I just see his imagery. But I, the woman is the one that's talking to me now strongly. So I'm I'm kind of sensing really quickly, as quick as I can get it, that that guy I think is related to the guy that you would end up being involved with. Hmm. So you may find out that hmm. he had a brother. You may find out that the guy had a brother who passed at, let's say, 50, you know, 45 or 50 years hmm. of age, even if it was 10 years ago, you know, or five hmm. years ago. But I... I do know that that guy that I'm looking at, he's definitely physically deceased. Hmm. Well, am I looking uh, for someone with a mustache? No. He, the, the guy that's deceased, <laughs> no, the guy that's, if you want, you could, but the guy that's deceased is the guy, I, he's he's making me feel like he's connected to the guy, the next guy that you uh, involve okay. yourself with. Okay. That's fun. Yeah, thank but you. He, thank he, you for that message. Yeah. By the way, now the chances of seeing somebody put a pink corsage, a man putting a pink corsage on their lapel of a jacket for a wedding is a real rarity because usually the color is white. But in some traditions, I don't know. I haven't gone to a whole lot of weddings in my life. So, um, But in when I look at him wearing a pink corsage, I would not be surprised if this guy ever attended somebody's wedding and was a funeral attending somebody's wedding wearing a pink corsage, and there's a photo of him with it. So you, uh, if you can write this down because even – this can get validated, let's say, six months from now, a year from now. I've seen clients, that will, they'll come back to me, and I don't remember this stuff, of course, but they'll, there's that validation of it, like, wow, that was so spot on. And I think it's so cool because when spirits that you have not even maybe, especially if it's like this guy could be theoretically, uh, would have been a brother-in-law, let's say he could have been a brother-in-law to you, a, a future brother-in-law, theoretically, because of a guy you would be with, it's really cool to kind of see somebody that is ahead of time and they come about and all of a sudden then when you get to that timeline, it's like, wow, that's really cool. Mm. So, you know, because they, they, spirits like that can go into the future. They can easily blink their eye into it a, a year from now. And for us, it seems long, but for them, it's like three seconds. Hmm. Cool. So, but you're okay. You're okay. Is that you're okay. <laughs> And, and that woman, by the way, that loves you, she told me to tell you to get busy writing. You have really great writing abilities. <laughs> another book, okay. <laughs> you already wrote a book, right? Yeah, so another I just did. Yeah, I did, yeah. Really? But I love That's the awesome. message. I did. Yeah, I did. And uh, I've been thinking about it, but it's still a little soon. But uh, the message from Catherine is perfect, though. It is. It's perfect, and I have felt her around. Um, I'm a little confused on who to look for out in the world of dating. <laughs> Don't worry. Saying, but not to worry. Okay. Not to worry. It'll, so just it'll bring come, it in? Just... She'll, bring, she'll, she'll, she'll help anchor it in as long as you anchor okay. it in because you got to do it. You're the one who's physical, so you got to do your – she says, let's, like the Olivia Newton-John song, let's get physical. You've got to get physical. And that makes sense <laughs> to me by exercise being in shape. She means mentally get physical with the thought of it coming to you and in your heart. Okay. And then she okay. says okay. – She'll do her part to, she wiggled her nose like Samantha and Bewitched, and then she'll do her part to kind of bring it towards you. Very cool. And she told me to tell you she doesn't even want a finder's fee. <laughs> That's she's great. Got, she's, she's, yeah. Yeah. Talk about this, making my day. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. And one, one last thing. She said that this other book, because of writing, she used them she must have been really into music too a little bit or she's just doing more for my humor because she's saying great balls of fire and actually you know when I said that she had that like that fire energy about her like she's firing things up and I can feel that and when she's saying great balls of fire and she's not really trying to get you to listen to the Jerry Lee Lewis song uh, I think it's more about what the next book is supposed to be take this book bring that to the way you can bring it to but the next book has like like almost a little bit of suspense, and yet there's like this almost like what's going to happen? Like those love stories, like those movies, you know, and you kind of like want the couple to get together, and you're like, come on already. It's like those soap operas when you see the couple. Meanwhile, a year later, they're like finally to get together, and you know, those soap operas that hook you in for like a year. And so I can see her kind of giving that sort of suspense, like, What's going to happen? It's almost actually like the serendipity story, which is kind of funny. So there's something <laughs> definitely cooking up with you. Oh, that's awesome. great. My last was water and a shower. So here we go, fire. I love it. <laughs> Thanks, awesome. Sarah. Thanks, Thanks for talking Thank to you. Thank you, too. I appreciate okay. it. Y'all have You're a welcome. Thank you. Thank Bye. You. Okay. So our last four digits, I'm going to take the next caller, 5718. You're on the air? Hello? Hello? Hi, can you hear me? Yes, a little echoey, but... 
Is that better? That is better. Hi, Tina. Thank you for picking me up. Um, Glenn, I wanted to thank you for having this. Yes, I'm sorry, there's a little bit of an echo, so it's weird. Um, I'm not going to ask um, a specific question because I don't have any. I don't really have anybody close to me who's ever transitioned. I just wanted to know, does the spirit have anything that they want to share with me that they feel like I need to know? This is what I brought up before callers were calling, and I said maybe you didn't hear me. I said to not do that because that can be very open. You, I, I, what if I talk to Elvis Presley on your behalf? I'm being, I'm being okay. honest with you. What if I was to dialogue with Elvis Presley, and it really was Elvis Presley, but you can't validate that to me. So you're saying, is there, I don't have any particular person close, which is understandable. It doesn't matter whether you're close with a loved one or not. Is that you have something, but if your your question is a very Pandora's box question, even if I was in a private session with you, is there anything you want to tell me? I could tell you anything that you want me to tell you myself. And so, with a spirit, I really would on radio. I specifically ask people to get try to get a little bit more general. I like to do the way I do it, but the question is, put yourself in my shoes if you were me, because that it's like me talking to my parents. I say, Mom, what do you have to tell me? My mom could tell me ten billion things because my mom was that kind of person. So I would say get no, specific. No, I, I understand what you're. I totally understand what you're saying. Um, I just wanted you to know that I don't have a specific question. I just listened to your whole reading with Terry, and that was fabulous. Thank you. Uh, I didn't hear her ask you a specific question either. Right. Well, because you know, her people took me in that journey there, but it's. Um, if there's nobody well, there for me, I understand. No, no, no. There's always somebody there for you. Well, actually, you know, one of the things I want to ask you because this is the way I'm getting it is. There's, is there a concern with you, and, and remember that you're totally safe, you're with us on the radio, is there a concern with you about time, like whether not having enough time or what to do with your time? Yeah, there's always a concern about that. Well, and I know somebody could say, well, that's a general thing, because, but in the case, like, sometimes people have, don't know what to do with their spare time or to do with time just in general, and I'm... I kind of got this feeling from somebody who is looking after you, a male figure, an older male figure like a grandfather on your maternal side of your family, who's explained to me about time. Like he pointed to a watch, and he actually gave me this impression of like, if we didn't know time, if we didn't measure time, now obviously it's used in our society to do like for me to appear on a radio show at 2 o'clock, right, and you to show up for it, and me to show up for it. But if we didn't really know time, if none, first of all, none of us know how much time we have left to live on Earth. Uh, technically, our cells actually know that information because our cells that we're made up of, trillions of them, have the, all the information. They have all the answers to everything we're seeking, too. We're divine intelligence beings. So with the man that's talking to me, the grandfather figure that's related on your mom's side, he's explained to me that with time is to do the best that you can to not be concerned with it, is allow just being in moments if you can. And this is, you know, again, because you, you asked, you know, is there anything you want to, somebody wants to tell me? So this is what the Spirit is sharing with you for, with a lot of love. And it's to basically, there's no place to be in a hurry. You have no place to, in other words, you could sit here and be in this moment and enjoy that moment. Or if you don't enjoy it, then you don't enjoy it. You leave, you leave, you know, whatever. But he's saying that it's, sometimes people are always looking for when's the next moment. Like, when's Mr. or Mrs. Wright showing up? Or when are they going to get the great job? Or when are they going to have the house? Or whatever it is. And he says, and we can never, we, and he's including me in this conversation, we can never get in those conditions with that thought form. We have to always be kind of where we are. We have to stay where we are in a, in a sense meaning that we can, we can plan. You're in the control of your life. You're the writer of it. You're directing it, sort of like the way you direct a car to drive on a road. So he's saying that you can write down the things that you would love to, to do and accomplish, but if you're wondering when is this going to happen for me or when is that going to happen or how much time is it going to take to get – it's not like an airplane. Even with the airplane, even if you get on an airplane from, from New York to Los Angeles and that flight's typically five to six hours, and even can you imagine saying to the pilot – when is this plane going to land? And the plane's only up in the air for an hour, and you're like, well, we've got another four and a half hours to go. So it's to sort of be to try to do the best you can with what they call no time. In other words, plan the things you'd like to do or write out the things you'd love to do. See yourself doing the things you'd love to do. And you can put yourself in those timelines and those storylines if you want, but also to not be concerned of when things are going to happen or how much. Even, even the concern, and this is the message he's saying is for anybody who's listening, is not to be even concerned of how much time somebody has left to live on earth or when they're going to 
you know, because that that itself also creates a lot of tension and a lot of tension into the physical body, a lot of stress on the physical body. So the most easiest way that you can go through this time, right now you're in a major transformation transition. You're going to start seeing things that are starting to really move faster for you in November and December. And when you get to April of 2016, I feel like you you got a lot of, like, you're ahead of the game is basically what I'm hearing. You're ahead of your own game. You sort of outsmarted yourself. In a, and that's a wonderful, and I'm smiling at you because that's a wonderful thing. You kind of outsmarted yourself. It's like, oh, I tapped into this genius that I am. And you are a genius. And you're, you. you're welcome. And, we're all, and you're just really going, oh, this is, like you could be in the Hamptons instead of looking at the watch and going, I better get back into Manhattan. You know, it's like, no, I'm just laying here in the Hamptons, just chilling out or wherever it is, wherever you are in the world, you know. I'm using New York as reference because I'm here. But there's uh-huh. a, there's this feeling of where you can take things. And I also feel like you would, okay, this is a really clear message, and it's for you to adopt your own sets of things, meaning, I don't mean by children. Uh, I mean, you could do that if you want. But what I meant was, like adopting your own beliefs, what's truth for you. You can relate and resonate with things, and that's wonderful. You know, it's like this thing about. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at this this thing about when people talk about praying to saints. Most people don't even listen to saints. So what's the point in calling them saints? And so it's it's a humorous part of it. So it's sort of like for you, you don't have to take yourself seriously. But I do feel like you should have fun, enjoy. You know, this is what these this entity is getting at. But the thing that's very interesting, because he showed me one of those big clocks, like Big Ben in London, and with those Roman numerals, and I can see the clock moving around, you know, and it's almost like, okay, it's 9 o'clock. When's it going to be 10 o'clock? You know, so he's saying that that's the part that we, we, and he's including you, he's including actually all of us that are listening in some way, is to not allow time to be our distraction, And that was the key for you. Yeah, yeah. and that was really the key for you because it's something, you know, I'm not you. I'm not experiencing your life, of course. But whatever's going on with you, he said that you should go hooray for the things that you are here about today. Like that you're breathing and that you're eating and all these things that are okay. The things that are working out for you and to trust in your heart that everything is working out for you no matter what. And be mindful of even the words that you're using uh, for yourself. You know, he's even saying tell yourself the story that you want to hear. Because if you go around telling everybody, oh, yeah, it's cloudy and it sucks, you know, he goes, well, you, you can do that. But but would that be the story that you would, if you had you talking to you, would you want to hear that from yourself? So in, tell yourself the, the nice stories he's saying. By the way, you have a talent with cameras. And so you might want to, even if you play around with like a smartphone with the cameras there, he said you have a real good talent of taking photography. Really? Really? Yes. So okay. you don't have to you don't have to go out and buy one one of those really expensive cameras. You can just use your own smartphone camera and just take random photos of different things. He says it's all in your eyes of what you're seeing. It's not so much the camera, uh, oh. even though cameras have their own you know pixelation and whatnot. And but you you could take a picture of a bird and you may capture the bird at a certain angle that somebody else wouldn't have captured because the bird's moving at a certain angle than the other person saw it. So that's what's unique about it. Well, thank you so much. You. We're, I don't want to run out of too much time, but I think there was really great messages. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you, Tina. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Welcome to my world of the long-winded messages from the spirits. <laughs> okay. okay. So let's see. We have about 16 minutes left, so... Last four let's, do one, let's do okay. yeah, let's do one more call. Okay. Six three eight eight. I just about to hit that one. Hello, you're on the air. Hi, Tina and Glenn. It's Eileen. Hello. Hi Eileen, how are you? How are you? I'm doing great. How about you guys? Good, really Wonderful. good. Really good. Great. Glad you got to listen in and call in. Yeah, so um I have three areas that I'd like to think about. Um, one is relationships, one is career. And the third? And the third is my pending divorce. That's an interesting one. Well, I don't know. Did you Let me ask you this. Do you know a woman in spirit who likes to drink martinis? Yes. 
Well, this woman is telling me that your divorce will go through. She used a word that's very interesting. She used this word called Liz, L-I-S-P-E-N-D-E-N-S. Liz Pendence actually has to do with when somebody's about to get their home foreclosed on. And uh, it's a common thing that the banks use that word. So it's very interesting she used that word. That to me, that's telling me it's almost like a foreclosure in that marriage. So I've never had a spirit reference that to a divorce. I mean, I, I've known when I've seen that word legal in a legal term, for again, for mortgages. But as far as divorce, that's a, that's a new one for me. Good thing I know what that word was. Otherwise, I'd be dumb. I'd have to ask somebody what the heck is that word. So... Uh, she said that divorce does get finalized, so she says that you'll be able to have as many more teenies as you'd like. <laughs> and she showed me, interestingly, this traveling with you. She used it. She showed me this guy, Anthony Bourdain, who's a very well-known food guy. Uh-huh. On the f- and she used I know exactly him. Well, you know, it would be funny if you actually personally knew him because she showed me him, and he, I've never referenced him in any reading to my knowledge. And so he's there's something about you traveling and maybe tasting different foods and different things. So there's a lot of different things when you asked about relationship and careers, the two other things. Those two things alone can be taking you to traveling to do different things. Uh, I do know people have jobs that do give them that opportunity to travel, you know, outside, of course, the local area where they go to work. But there is a, a thing with you where I feel like you're definitely tasting and experiencing new life. And this woman's I'm laughing at you, I'm laughing at her because she said to you, hallelujah. And she wasn't religious, but according to her, she said, and she wouldn't typically right. not use the word hallelujah, but she said, hallelujah for you because this has been a long time coming. You, She mm-hmm. showed me like, the, she called it the seven-year itch. Like which is like that Marilyn Monroe movie or something. Uh-huh, She's going. Sure. This has been the seven. This you've been in the seven year itch. Right. Right. You know, well, it would be funny if you told me you've been married for seven years or been trying to get divorced for seven years. But there's a. She said that this is definitely. If you really think back, she's not joking about the seven year thing. So right. seven years ago was two thousand eight. Right. Right. So what's been happening? Is that when you kind of. Thinking of, I've been thinking about it for a long time, yeah. About and divorcing I think that, since then? Yeah, for a very long time. But I actually think that's when she passed. I think she passed seven years ago. Well, she said you could go seven. ahead and look. She says you have two options of how to find that out. Death yeah. certificate <laughs> and wherever there's a head, whatever, you know. She's got a sense of humor. So yeah. she said, but but really, though, the divorce timeline, yeah, the seven-year itch. So you could be you, everything's gonna be fine. She says that now, as like I did with the previous call, she said that you. Funny enough, about that spirit saying the same thing she's saying, or she's saying the same thing the other spirit said about really writing the storyline. You know, seeing that divorce is final because right. if you keep saying, if you keep saying, I wonder when this divorce is gonna happen. I wonder if it's ever gonna happen. And you're telling all your friends about it, going, Yeah, I'm still waiting for this divorce to take place. Oh yeah, the right. universe is the universe is really great at saying one word to all of us. That's yes. Everything that we right, think, right. I have a great life. Yes, my life is not that great. Yes, the universe uh-huh. just—it has one word vocabulary to us, and that's all. Yes, so pretty much. And um, she said, so basically, you got to see that thing is done and over, kaput. Why drag right. it? Around, why drag it around like, uh, like? These are her words, not mine. Like horsemen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that would be appropriate since I ride horses. That's really funny. She said, but she said that you got a lot of a uh, lot of really nice things coming up, and allow those nice things to come up. And she showed me that she's watching you. She's video recording every move of yours from the spirit world. So she's got one of those cameras. You know, like when you go to these buildings and they have the cameras on the outside, like they're watching you. Well, yep. she's like big. She's like big brother, basically in the spirit world. She's watching you with those cameras. I see you sitting in a room, and all the cameras, they're all watching you, your moves. She says. But take that as a nice thing. It means that it's her way of telling you that she's still looking after you. Yeah, that would be something she would do. I showed I her, her around. She, yeah. I did ask her just out of curiosity, does she really have hidden cam- like cameras that like that at her house? She said, no. But she said <laughs> if she was to recreate a campground, she'd have a campground with, yeah, oh, yeah. Like you just couldn't go onto her property without being filmed. That's how she would yeah. do it now. In her words, I have to say this because this is kind of humor. She said, hey, if the government could watch her, every move she makes, she says, I could watch every move they make. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. And she says, and by the way, don't tell, she says, do yourself a favor. Don't keep talking about this divorce to people. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Not to bring it up. 
It'll move right. a lot quicker than you reiterate. I mean, we, you discussed it here in this format because it was necessary. But she said not to right. keep reiterating this divorce story to everybody. It'll go away a lot faster than you talking about it. That sounds like great advice. So, and she said she loves you. So I hope that was of help for you. Love her too. Yeah. Very good. Mm. Thank you so much. And she does want you to enjoy every now and then. Feel free to have a martini. Yeah, maybe a chocolate, a chocolate one or an es- a chocolate or an espresso one. No, that's very funny because when I go to visit her at her at the cemetery, I do bring Snickers bars and martinis. Hmm. Oh, that's so funny! And I do drink them there with her. Yeah. I think it's more funny that early before we took the calls, I said, if you're looking for me to say Snickers, don't expect yeah. that they might say something else. That is pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. There, you there you go. And anything with career, real quick? Well, you know, when I brought up about that whole traveling thing with Anthony Bourdain, there does look like that there's some opportunity that you could try. I don't, you know, I don't know what you do for work, so, but I do look like that there's some opportunity or maybe a new opportunity that's coming up that would give you the opportunity to travel in relation mm-hmm. to work where you can kind of, now this sounds the ideal job. Imagine like the money is coming in, you're going traveling around, and yet the, ink, the, the bank account is getting still replenished with money in it because of whatever it's almost like picture like you selling stuff on ebay and you go away and you're in another country and the stuff's selling on ebay and somebody's sending the stuff off for you i mean i'm not saying that's what it is but i do see like there's something where you could you don't have to be where it's at where you're making money you could go about go on a trip and the money's still making you could still be basically with the point is you could just like if i was to go away right now and on vacation, and if I really was somewhere and somebody offered to pay me to do a ring, I theoretically could do that on a vacation, right? right. So yeah. this is kind of like what I'm getting at. But, like, if I go on vacation and I'm not doing any rings, I'm not getting paid. <laughs> that, that's that. Right. So it's mm-hmm. – it, but in your case, you could go away somewhere and still get paid. It might could still be coming in, like, very much like royalties come in. Like, Seinfeld's still getting royalties for his show, and that show is not even on TV anymore. Mm-hmm. So that, that's the best way I can explain it to you. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. We're getting close to time, guys. So thank you so much, Eileen, for calling in. Thanks, Valentina. You're welcome, Eileen. Have a great day. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. 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 Wow, this Glenn, this this hour went so fast. We have about six or seven minutes left. Um, It would have been great if I would have... It would have been great if I would have asked all these people, like, what if they have any messages for me? <laughs> Where can people find you? So let's just um, – the, uh, the easiest way is on the Internet, you know, to go to my website at www.glenn, with two N's, Klausner, K-L-A-U-S-N-E-R.com. Or if they just even go to bestpsychicmediums.com, they'll find me on there. If they look on, on Bob Olson's list, they'll see me. And that's because, you know, I realize that Klausner's not always the easiest thing to remember. So, but they can go to either my website directly or just put in bestpsychicmediums.com and they will see they will see a, a page about me there. Right. And so you do telephone readings and also in person? I don't do in-person readings anymore unless I'm doing seminars, okay. but, they're all, but they're all phone readings. Okay. Very good. So good to know. So... Listen, uh, hit up that website, and this was fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me today and all the listeners. I know many people, thank you so much for being patient. If you did not get called in, I thank you for listening by the phone. The switchboard has been overloaded. So thank you so much for all the work that you do and all the healing work that you do, Glenn. Well, thank you. Likewise, you know, we'll keep in touch. And I found out, actually, that we have a, a mutual friend in common whose also name is Tina. Oh, Your yes. friend in Arizona. Yes, we have a mutual friend in Arizona. Time now, almost about 20, we're, at, we're almost at 20, 21 years. Our son, we're 21 already. That's right. See? Yeah. Wow. Next to me this morning, you're going to be on my friend Tina's show? I'm like, yes. <laughs> you know, nothing, nothing is coincidental. Nothing in this universe, right? Nothing right. is coincidental. That's right. So Absolutely. thank you so much for having me on, too. It was my pleasure, and I would love to do it again at some point and actually meet in person because we didn't get to do that. So we'll have to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great. Well, great. thank you so much. Have a fantastic You're welcome. day. Thank you. You too, Tina. Take care. Okay. And to all you listeners, many blessings to everybody too that's listening. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. And, again, thank you for being so patient. If I wasn't able to pick you up, I'm sorry for that. The switchboard was overloaded, and we had so many messages and only so much time. I just want to let you know that Friday, October 2nd, I am doing my first Blab. Uh, yes, it's called Blab, B-L-A-B dot I-M. And it is going to be virtual readings. My good friend, Andrea Santoro, will be admitting for me, administrating for me, so that we can keep the readings and the messages coming through. It is a virtual video. So if you are not sure what Blab is, B-L-A-B dot I-M, um, you do get to see me, and you get to go on the video as well. So this is something very different, something new. Uh, you do have to access it by Chrome. So the people have been finding trouble with Safari and Firefox, although I think it's it's glitched, the glitches are out. That is 12 o'clock Friday, October 2nd. If you're my Facebook friend, you will see the, you'll be able to see the links. On October 7th, on it is a very special Angel Day. I will be doing my own reading, so I will be here with you next Wednesday at 2 o'clock. And then October 14th, I'm excited to have uh, a author, and his name is Barry Sayowitz. And he wrote a book, Two Pans and a Pot. And we're talking about family, food, his relationship to food. We're going to kind of talk about the myths, the nutritional myths of gluten and all that, and just creating a healthy lifestyle. And his book is so interesting and so wonderful. And that will be October 14th. So thank you so, so very much. I want to close with Glenn's music. And so I am going to play that. And again, Glenn is a musician as well, and he is under the name of Glenn Kidd, K-I-D-D. So let me go ahead and play that as we kind of sail off. I wish everyone many, many blessings. Namaste.
Your heart, go love yourself. 